I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Wednesday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us We've got a lot to dive into today. Buck and I were down in Tallahassee yesterday for Ron DeSantis' inauguration. That is certainly one of the big positives to come out of the 2022 elections. But the fallout of the 2022 election in the House of Representatives is ongoing. As we move throughout the course of today's program, uh, we are likely to get further drama as it pertains to Kevin McCarthy's quest to become the Speaker of the House. The positive is Nancy Pelosi is gone. She will never return as the Speaker of the House for any of our lives. I think, Buck, I, th- I think that that's almost impossible. That uh, So what now is going to happen is there are about 20 House Republicans who are essentially saying we will not support Kevin McCarthy's bid for Speaker. He can only lose five House Republicans. He lost three votes yesterday. By the third vote, the number had moved from 19 to 20. Late last night and early this morning, Donald Trump continued to support Kevin McCarthy's bid for Speaker. But right now, as we are beginning the program, there is uncertainty as to what may happen in the House. There could be a fourth vote. Buck, almost certainly which Kevin McCarthy would lose, and then theoretically that would continue to devalue his ability to put together a governing coalition to get to 218. There are also reports that there are Democrats may be maneuvering behind the scenes to potentially uh, try and put something together as well. Now, Buck, you and I talked about yesterday the nuclear sort of scenario here is the 19 or 20 House Republicans refuse to support McCarthy. McCarthy refuses to step down. And then some small number of House Republicans decide they're going to caucus with the Democrats for purposes of Hakeem Jeffries ending up. That's the nuclear on both sides. The other possibility here is maybe some Democrats end up coalescing around a more moderate Republican. There's some sort of agreement to share power, like we saw in the Senate, and the House majority that is in control of Republicans is not as strong as it otherwise would be. That is the absolute latest, and for people out there who may not care that much about who the who the Speaker of the House is, um, I certainly understand that because you're frustrated with Republicans in general, but this is a dramatic scenario that hasn't played out in 100 years, Buck. You mentioned nuclear. If they allow a Democrat to become Speaker of the House, 
that's nuclear meltdown, right? That that is political Chernobyl. That is a, a a nightmare, and I do think that there is enough of an understanding among even the holdouts, and they're they're saying very clearly the people who I guess now it's up to twenty votes in yeah. the, on the Republican side against McCarthy, and we know the fourth House Speaker vote could begin at any moment as we're talking to all of you across the country. I have to say, Donald Trump uh was right here when he put out this statement um i think this was just when when did this go up uh yeah this was just posted on truth social some really good conversations took place last night it's time for all of our great republican house members to vote for kevin close the deal take the victory and watch crazy nancy pelosi fly back home to a very broken california the only speaker in u.s history to have lost the house twice Republicans do not turn a great triumph into a giant and embarrassing defeat. It's time to celebrate. You deserve it. Kevin McCarthy will do a good job and maybe even a great job. Just watch. So Trump comes in here. Yep. With the endorsement of McCarthy at this phase. And, you know, this is why I was of the mind, Clay, because there's a lot of conversations going on behind closed doors here. We're not fully aware of what exactly is being said if people are, are leaking to different members of the press to get out their side of the story but i was i was thinking all right there's a lot of frustration and there there's some maneuvering going on about guaranteeing subcommittee slots and and chairmanships for freedom caucus members and uh setting up some kind of the, um separate investigate investigative arm if you will of congress for the freedom caucus to look at of issues, COVID, uh, vaccines, etc. Those conversations happening, I think I'm okay with. I want, or I was okay with, I want to know now what is the goal and what are the costs that these holdouts are willing to pay because it is entirely unacceptable and it is honestly lunacy to consider that there would be a consensus or even Democrat candidate who comes out of this. That would be a massive own goal, a massive self-inflicted wound, and it does start to feel like, and there are some members of Congress I think this is more particularly apparent with, it feels like this is personal. I don't mean this uh, oh, is yeah. about personal politics. I mean there are a few of these holdouts for whom it's really not about the Republic or Congress or the swamp or whatever. They don't want McCarthy. This is not a uh, a maneuver to necessarily even focus on who will be the speaker because they don't Jim Jordan, they're voting for Jim Jordan. He says, I don't want to be the speaker. So that's not a good, that's not a good option. Clay, I think they've turned into the never Kevin caucus. And I want to know why that is absent a viable alternative. Yeah, I think you're right. And for people out there structurally to contemplate this, you basically have 19 or 20 Republicans staring down about 200 Republicans, right? And the stare down is over who's going to break first because the Kevin McCarthy contingent, which is why I'm I'm curious to see in this fourth vote, are there more people who decide, hey, Kevin McCarthy doesn't have the votes, it's time to move on. But this is uh, an intractable uh, a, a, a debate here where I I don't believe that either side can negotiate their way to a win. The 18 to 20, whatever number you want to put on it, the 20 was the most recent vote of people who are opposed to Kevin McCarthy are so locked in opposed to him that they're not going to acquiesce. And then the question becomes, okay, are the 200 or so that are committed to Kevin McCarthy, are they so strongly committed that they're going to uh, continue to stare down? And that's why I asked the question, Buck. We could have a multi-month scenario here where there is no resolution, in theory, because the House doesn't have anything that they have to do from a constitutional basis that would mean that they have to be there. Now, it's embarrassing. It doesn't look good for Republicans, but I tend to think most people aren't really paying that much attention to the selection of the of the Speaker, so I don't know that there's a major political cost right now. I also think that there's a difference between standing up to the machine and sabotaging your own machinery and this group of holdouts needs to be very careful that they're doing the 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 former and not the latter right that they have to understand what the long-term implications of this might be for the gop i mean you mentioned where we're heading here as a process everyone is now 
uh, is now looking at the history books. And yeah. yeah, this hasn't happened since 1923. We mentioned that yesterday. It's only happened 14 times in the history of the Republic. 13 of those are before the Civil War. And I think it was what in the 1850s that this stretched on for, uh, for months. Uh, so what exactly would be the win if this did stretch on for months? And, and you have to look at this with Kevin McCarthy. What is the benefit for him? of standing down like if he has he has 200 people who are republicans have already voted for him he is going to look weak and i'm just trying to think of this from to do some mirror imaging right from his side of the negotiating table he's going to back down because this small group of of republican congressmen and women say that they don't want him 200 say they do want him this this starts to feel you know is this tactics or tantrum and then we need to have clarity on which one this falls into. Well, also, what is the exit ramp, right? In any negotiation, if it's just not blood hate, there is a solution that can be found at some point. It doesn't seem like there is an exit ramp for these 20 Republicans right now. They don't want Kevin McCarthy to be speaker. It doesn't seem like they've negotiated anything that they can get suddenly that's going to allow them to claim that they've uh, achieved something. And for Kevin McCarthy, the question is, I think, Buck, how steadfast are the 200 behind him? And how long would it take, and I don't know the answer to this, how long would it take for 20 or 30 of those supporters to just say, "Ah, I'm just fed up with this. There's not a big difference between you and Steve Scalise or whoever else the second option might be. So, you know, we look at, we're looking at the, the machinery of Congress and and the steps here and the votes and the phases. I do also think we could all step back and see that there is a, a a contest for the heart and soul of the GOP that is underway right now in different ways, in different uh, contexts. Certainly happening in Congress, you have the MAGA Trump uh, ideology within the Republican Party. You have establishment GOP folks, you have some rising up-and-comers within the GOP ranks, and, and I think at some level, a lot of this noise that we're seeing play out right now is a reflection of that fact. You know, whose GOP is it? I, I, I know people right now will have answers, but there isn't a clear and definitive answer, um, and I think that's part of what's pushing this, is that so that there's a narrative benefit to this, at least there's a narrative uh, that's playing out right now, a fight of narratives. And so it's not just about who's going to be Speaker of the House. I, I think it's really what is the GOP for the next two years? What is the messaging? And the speakers, uh, the fight over this over Speaker of the House doesn't determine that. But it's, I think, one piece in that overall uh, in that overall puzzle. Building on that, I want everybody out there to think about this. When we come back, I'll hit you with it and we'll debate it a little bit and discuss it. Are you surprised at all, Buck, that Trump has waded in as aggressively as he has to support Kevin McCarthy, given where we are? Um, because he's been, I mean, I think this is kind of an interesting political calculus for Trump as well. In the wake of the midterms, where things did not go well for his candidate, coming out as aggressively as he is now for Kevin McCarthy, I wonder what the political calculus is for Trump yeah, let, as this thing plays out. Let's talk about that because this is this goes right to the heart of it. Whose GOP is it right now? Yeah. And how is the GOP going to fight? That this is a battle in that larger war, I think, and and that's something that we'll we'll dive into here together in a, in a, in a couple minutes. Look, there are some crimes that are committed that are so obvious, you can just see them with your eyes. You know it's happened. You know who did it. But then there are silent crimes, like online identity theft. No alarms go off. There's no security video, no witnesses. Cybercrimes are often committed by skilled hackers that live half a world away. They want your personal data so they can pretend to be you online and steal your bank accounts, your credit cards, and much more. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Your personal information gets exposed so often, making it dangerously easy for a cyber criminal to steal your identity. That's why you want identity theft protection from LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like crimes committed by thieves who pretend to be you. And if you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist is going to work to fix it. 
No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go online to LifeLock.com and use promo code B-U-C-K for 25% off. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Voices of sanity in an insane world. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret. Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees. That's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. BearCreekArsenal.com slash Buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. You want to take some of your calls, 800-282-2882. And uh, I'll just, as a little teaser, tell you that there is a story about another, not Elizabeth Warren, another person who is a fake Native American benefiting from that person's fake Native American-ness, Clay, which we will get into momentarily because some of the details I will tell you, you want to hear the details of this one and it's reporting from the Daily Mail. But but we got some calls in like uh, Jim in North Carolina. Jim, what do you got for us? Gentlemen, happy new year to you and this entire audience. You too, for sir. Sure, thank you. Hey, negative on the tux. If I have to wear one, I don't belong there. 
<laughs> I certainly can appreciate that. I'm a conservative, but an independent voter. I despise the Max, McConnell and McCarthy. In my opinion, they're backstabbing rhinos. I also love Trump, but I have to question his choices for important positions. You know, Bill Barr, Jeff Sessions, Ray. You know, his history is, is, is choosing people is questionable. And I do applaud any Republican standing up to the establishment. So, well, thank you. I mean, I, yeah, look, we, we appreciate that. I mean, I. It's interesting because I'm getting people like Clay. We got in here in the mailbag, for example, which if you want to be a Clay and Buck VIP, you go to clayandbuck.com, become a VIP subscriber. You get access to the special mailbag. Um, and here, for example, we have Laurel writing in saying Kevin McCarthy is a rhino, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I don't care what anybody says. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. Um, I'm trying to find it. We had a couple of people that are writing in who are, who are upset at us because they thought that we were on McCarthy's side. And I keep saying, I, I'm not actually picking. I just want a result here. I just want a good result. I, I don't really have a particular. Um, I, I don't think either of us has a particular allegiance to who should be the Speaker of the House. Yeah, but exactly. It is, it is a mess to be going into a fifth vote for the first time in a hundred years. Without the speaker being determined. here we go. It was it was from Cheryl who wrote and I'm surprised you guys are for McCarthy just because he wants it doesn't mean he gets it. He's a snake. He did nothing for Trump when he had the majority. OK, well, Trump wants McCarthy and neither Clay nor Buck has said we want McCarthy. We're just saying let's not let a Democrat be speaker of the House and let's be sure that we're clear on what is trying to be accomplished by all this. That's all that I, yeah, I think. Five votes. This is the first time this happened in a hundred years. And I certainly understand when you got Mitch McConnell running around in Kentucky right now, celebrating the infrastructure bill with Joe Biden. I certainly understand why a lot of you out there listening to us right now just say, effectively, we don't have an opposition party. I, I get that. And you want somebody who is actually going to fight especially given how disastrous the Biden administration has been. The one thing that upsets me, to the extent that I'm really that bothered by it at all, about the fifth vote coming up for the Speaker is this just distracts from the incompetence of the Biden administration. They can kind of hide off to the side. The story of Republicans taking control of the House is a good one. Nancy Pelosi being retired forever hopefully is a good one as speaker of the house and instead we may spend potentially several weeks battling out who is going to be the head of uh of, of the republican yeah. party in the house i don't know if anyone will the other thing about shutdowns government shutdowns is especially if they're not near a vote no one really remembers it yeah it doesn't affect the actual outcome of, of elections uh generally so even let's say if this stretches out for a few weeks it's very unlikely that, you know, I don't think people are going to be going in, into the into the voting booth in 2024. Oh, they took too long to. So I'm going to vote for the Democrat in this election, you know, down the down the entire ticket. Uh, so we'll look, we'll continue to look at this. McCarthy has lost his fourth uh, has lost his fourth vote officially, as we mentioned to you today. And this fight is going on. But I just mentioned this. This is one of these stories that is uh, such a, a sign of the times. Daily Mail has this one that the co-founder of a, I'm quoting, queer indigenous artist collective in Wisconsin is unmasked as a white woman. She had been claiming that she was Native American and two-spirit. And this is something that I learned. Her name is Kay, uh, Kay LeClaire. And she had gotten, like, speaking positions and, and you know, had gotten gigs, basically, gotten different jobs. So she's being, Elizabeth Warren. She's Elizabeth Warren playbook. Yeah. If you if you're willing to say you are by you know there is a hierarchy of advantageous ethnicity for the purposes of college and and for jobs. And a lot of yes. this is just this is a fact, this is data, this is reality. You know, it, it's I think it's probably for if you're applying to Harvard, the most advantageous I think is Native American and then uh black and then 
Hispanic and then white and then Asian. Asian is the you least. You actually which is get why. punished for being Asian if you're right. trying to get into a- a- an Asian Ivy is the right you know if you're cons- and now Asia is a huge place, so it's amazing that there's just this category of Asia. But anyway, yes. if you're Asian, you don't you know that's the worst for the purposes of college admissions in terms of the points, the actual points they award you. But being Native American is, as Elizabeth Warren can well attest, is a huge advantage. This woman tried it again. And uh, or rather tried the same a playbook, obviously not to become a senator and even possible president. But I thought this was interesting because she was referring to herself um, as here. Here we go as non-binary and actually went by the name. And I'm going to try to read this. Nibiwakamikamigwe, which is a term indigenous people use for. Gender non-binary. So it wasn't enough to be a fake Native American. She decided to fine-tune the fraud a little bit by adding non-binary in Native American language to her identity so she could be a non-binary Native American. And that was the whole scam. And now it's come all, you know, this is like people joke around. They say, if you're going to apply to college, just come up with something and, you know, say that you're a... uh you know, say that you're a member of the LGBTQ plus uh, Inuit community. You throw all these very and because and, no one checks. Yeah. And how do they verify? No, I this think that's just, fa- they verify, I think, by looking at pictures sometimes, Buck, which is its own ridiculous uh, concept. Have you seen the photos, by the way? Because, I mean, on the left, there's a photo of her and you look at her and her name looks like it's, you know, Kay LeClaire, which is which is her name. And, you know, she is Elizabeth Warren, uh, level of, of whiteness by appearance. Like there's yes. nothing about her that even vaguely indicates anything other than it turns out her heritage is entirely, you know, it's like, uh, English and Irish or something or, you know, Scottish and, and, and German, but she has the whole Native American garb in another photo. And it's just, this is a sign of the times right now where people are all claiming to be oppressed. And yet people will pretend to be the supposedly oppressed people because there are so many benefits for playing the oppression sweepstakes. This is like uh, Rachel Dolezal, the the woman, remember, who was the head of the NAACP, I think. Do I remember? That was was an amazing story. story. Yes. I think she's on OnlyFans now, Rachel Dolezal. Wow, really? (laughs) Yeah, that's not good. Um, I don't know what ethnicity she's claiming on OnlyFans, but but maybe people don't care. Um, And this reminds me of... Did you know this story, Buck? The Sean King story, you know, the, 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 oh, the yeah. white guy who's pretty, you know, I, uh, several years ago, cause he got involved in the sports community. I offered him $50,000 to take a DNA test. And if the DNA test, you know, the, the, the ancestry.com or whatever, if that reflected that he was 25% black or more, I would give him $50,000 to his charity of choice. Now I would actually, you know, make sure that the charity existed since he's had issues with whether the charities actually exist that he's associated with. Never, never took up the offer, right? Cause he claims, if you don't remember that story, this is a guy who is a black activist, he would claim, but his mom is white. He has basically, like, if you go look at his elementary school photos, it's impossible to look more like a white kid than this guy. He looks like a, uh, a white guy already. And he says his mom had an affair because his dad is white. He said his mom had an affair with a guy that he can't name that was of mixed race, and that's why he's black. Well, this also brings us to how they try so hard. It's so important to left to erase the gender binary, which is very real, down to the cellular level, down to the boys Genital have certain level. parts, yeah, girls yeah. have other parts. It's very apparent, very obvious. But But if you were to claim a, a kind of trans racialism, if you will, or you're to claim a racial identity that's only a, a portion of what your background would be, people would say that's appropriation. It depends, obviously, on who you are and the circumstances. But actually, race is far more... Yes. Uh, far more of a... We're all far more of a mixture. We, gender is real, and it is two things. Race is a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, you're 100% right, which is why no left-winger can ever answer the question, why is it racist to pick your race, but not sexist to pick your sex? It blows their mind. I mean, you really paint them into a corner because it is so much uh, the case that most people out there, their gender, 
you have more in common with people the same gender of you very often than you do the same race. Because right. race is mostly a cultural construct. Much the left, I mean, I think the left would claim that if Rachel Dolezal had received like, you know, African American leader of the year, that, 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 and look, she, she caused a lot of outrage over the whole thing, right? They basically she's not ended her, her, but, her ability to make a living based on her lie. But Rachel Levine, yes, who is a man, yes, was Time Magazine or whatever woman of the year, right? As we all know. So someone needs to explain this, but the left won't because they can't. My friends, think of the people in elected office these days. These Democrats, they lack intestinal fortitude, drive, and energy. To get things done the right way. That's why they're always whining, crying about stuff, trying to get the government to control you. But, my friends, you can do something to make sure you have the energy drive in focus that you need. You really need it from our friends at Chalk. Chalk makes incredible supplements. It's spelled C-H-O-Q. Chalk makes natural daily supplements that give your body power, energy, and stamina. The male vitality stack, for instance, is specially formulated to replenish the male body with testosterone studies show that most guys in america have decreased testosterone amounts for decades just turn on cnn on any given day you'll see a lot of it the female vitality stack by the way is also out there courtesy of chalk and it is formulated for better hormone growth a better hormone health rather go online to chalk.com get yourself set up with a monthly subscription use my name buck to save 35 percent off any chalk subscription for life that's c-h-o-q chalk.com and use my name, Buck, you'll get 35% off for life. Learn and laugh. Weekdays with Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Final hour of the show, Wednesday edition. Buck and I both back. From Tallahassee, where we were able to help celebrate uh, Ron Santos's inauguration for a second term as governor. Certainly, we're happy to do that. For those of you out there paying attention to the news, the search for the next Speaker of the House to represent the Republican Party ongoing. We now have had four votes. Kevin McCarthy needs 218 votes. He has been able to get there. Um, but lots of other stories going on right now, including... The disaster at the border, and this ruling, I believe, came down during the break that we were on, Buck, of the Supreme Court allowing Title 42 to essentially stay in place. But I don't even know at this point that Title 42 matters because things are such a mess at the border. In particular, El Paso, Texas is overrun. And this story happened, and I thought it was emblematic of how the left wing in this country has restricted what can and can't be said in pretty much all facets associated with the immigration debacle that's currently ensuing on our southern border. So NC State has a longtime play-by-play announcer, uh, and, and I'm not going to claim that I'm an expert on this guy or know uh, about his overall quality of, um, of talent. But uh, this happened during the radio broadcast of the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Uh, this is the NC State play-by-play guy, Gary Hahn, gives a score update for the Sun Bowl. For those of you who don't know, Sun Bowl is a college football game taking place in El Paso. Uh, and this is what he said. He was suspended for this indefinitely. I think they now are going to bring him back potentially. But overwhelmingly, the left-wing media applauded this suspension. Listen to what Gary Hahn said as part of giving a score update on the El Paso Bowl. And amongst all the illegal aliens down in El Paso, it's UCLA 14 and Pittsburgh 6. That's it. Amongst all the illegal aliens down in El Paso. For those of you who don't know, things were so bad at the Sun Bowl in El Paso that they had to restrict some of the bowl activities because they are so inundated with illegal immigrants. They had... A uh, The mayor of El Paso finally declared an emergency and just said we can't handle the tens of thousands of people streaming into this city from across the southern border. Buck, you just heard that. I bet you hadn't heard that audio before. Let me play it one more time because it's quick. It's only five or six seconds in case you weren't paying attention. Here it is one more time. And amongst all the illegal aliens down in El Paso, it's UCLA 14 and Pittsburgh 6. They suspended him for that. Now, it's interesting to see how 
illegal alien has in a span of just a few years gone from the official federal statutory designation for people that are in the country without legal permission to be here to now it's almost treated like uh, a slur. It, it is treated as hate speech. And this is really just by by designation of the Democrat Party. They've decided you're not allowed. This is why it, it, they started to use the term undocumented to to get it to be more in more common parlance. And then they started to mandate the term undocumented effectively because you're not allowed to say illegal alien. In fact, while they won't change the law so that it is, in fact, no longer illegal, trying to avoid the double negatives here, no longer illegal to be in the country, they will change the language so that you are not able to refer to the illegality of individuals who come into America without the permission from our laws to do so. Um, that it, look, I, I, what they're going to argue here, I would, I would, I would assume, Clay, is that it's not the term alone. They'll say it's the term thrown into the amongst all the illegal aliens line that that he used here. Um, but I, I do think that it's it's now increasingly likely that you'll see uh, usage of that term will be a thing that is. Just the, we're just using it. Remember, federal statutory language in the Congress, you know, co- Congress had, hadn't changed this for decades and decades. Um, that you'll be, it'll be punishable. I mean, I don't think many people have seen now, uh, certainly hasn't gotten that much attention, might now get more that we're talking about it. But Jordan Peterson, you know, is supposed to subject himself to some kind of re-education training up yeah. in Canada or else lose his medical license in California. A bill just went into effect that is the Physician Misinformation Act, or so, it's called something like that. I can pull up the specifics of it. That says uh, AB twenty ninety eight. The phys- yeah, it's the Physician Misinformation Bill went into law in California. Clay, there are attempts to control language and to punish those who violate their dictates about language are ongoing all over the place, and it's not minor. This is not minor stuff. This actually has major long-term implications for policy and for the country. Yeah, and where you draw the line becomes interesting because the Gary Hahn comment there, as someone who has given scores before, you're oftentimes just trying to make it a little bit more entertaining than simply saying, hey, Alabama won 35-8, to you know, or, or whatever the scores might be you try to add a little bit of flavor to your score recitation. I'm sure this wasn't something that he had written out and planned long in advance, but I think it ties in well with the two examples you gave there, and I would even argue it ties in with what's going on right now with DeMar Hamlin, who we hope, and it appears the guy, the NFL player who collapsed. There's a... Con- he, he's had, really- by the way, he's, his, his progress has been in the right... It's progressing yes. in the right direction, right? But reports are that he is progressing in the right direction. It appears that he is going to recover from uh, whatever heart-related condition he had that forced him to have to get CPR on the field during Monday Night Football two days ago. That's the report, the latest report that I've seen out there. Larger context, though, this is about controlling what can and cannot be said. And and by the way, it's not. It's only about controlling what people who don't have the, quote, right opinion share. Because I'll give you an example, Buck. You could say, hey, the guy's giving a score update from uh, El Paso, Texas. We don't want any political statement made. But I would almost guarantee you, I would wager massive amounts of money that if Gary Hahn had said, hey, uh, down in the El Paso Bowl, by the way, we've really got to do something with all these undocumented immigrants that helps them. This is a land of freedom. UCLA is up over, you know, if he had said that, he wouldn't have gotten suspended. So it's not that he interjected in some way a dose of real-world uh, commentary into his score. It's that he used the phrase illegal alien to demonstrate, even in a small degree, based on that language choice, that he had a problem with what was going on at the border and therefore that opinion was unacceptable and he had to be suspended. So if he had had a left-wing opinion about the border and he had interjected it during the course of a score, 
wouldn't have happened that there would have been no consequences to him whatsoever. And that's where I think this ties in in such a fascinating way about the policing of language on one side of the equation. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre, for example, who this is now the game the Democrats play. Let's not call it a crisis. Let's let's talk about solutions. And you say, well, hold on a second. It is a crisis. And the Democrats don't want any solution because they actually wanted the crisis in the first place. But here's Corinne Jean-Pierre doing the usual uh Nonsense. Play 19. To truly fix our broken immigration system, though, we need Congress to act. We saw the president on his first day in office put forth a comprehensive immigration uh, policy uh, legislation, and that he did that to show how important this was, how much of a priority uh, this was for him. The Supreme Court's order gives Republicans in Congress plenty of time, uh, we believe, to move uh, past political finger-pointing pointing um and uh and uh, and join our democratic colleagues to fix and uh, to work to to fix this problem and come forth uh, come come forth with a comprehensive way to move forward i i hate the the language that is used by democrats on is the way they try to control language but then also the language that they choose to use that is specifically meant to avoid the general population of the american people figuring out what's really going on comprehensive immigration reform fix our broken immigration system the system is broken because there are laws that democrats refuse to enforce and people are breaking the laws that is why the system is broken it's not some oh my gosh how did this happen how did we get to this point where you know it's inevitable that we no it obviously wasn't inevitable biden has the worst numbers for illegal crossings we've ever seen illegal migrants are showing up saying we're here because of biden and we think we are going to get you know, amnesty or we're going to be able to stay in the country forever. That's happening. We all see it. But the White House is going to have their amnesty push because even if they don't get amnesty, it's something that their base wants to hear. It makes their base feel good about themselves to say that they're in support of it. And, you know, this is why I think when people talk about the Uniparty, be very careful with Republicans, Clay, on the immigration issue, too. There are a lot of Republicans who, if they had cover, they would vote for amnesty, too, because the Chamber of Commerce and the donor class, they want illegal immigrant labor. Yeah, and I even understand the illegal immigrant labor perspective. The difference is, and and I don't think that the Republicans really have caught up with this, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, mostly it was Mexico, and people would cross the border to do jobs, and then they would go back home. That was what typically happened in terms of border crossings one way or the other. Now, what happens is people come here and they never leave. And that's a substantial difference. And by the way, it's not mostly Mexico anymore. Because Mexico, at least it's close enough in theory that you could go back and forth. It's all the way down into Latin America. Buckets like every country in the world now is traveling to South America and trying to get across our southern border and the only place, this is this this really fires me up. But you can't fly in on an airplane without having gotten the COVID shot, right? So if your if your family is in Poland and they're trying to come over to visit you for Christmas, and one of your family members said, "I don't think the COVID shot works," they can't come into the United States. Anyone who walks across the southern border, though, they don't care about COVID at all. So how is it that you can have an immigration policy that broken just on that single issue? It's fraught with hypocrisy. To your point, if you came here from, say, an EU country and you just said, I'm sorry, I refuse. You're going full Novak Djokovic. You're like, I'm not getting the shot. I don't care. Not doing it. No way, no how. They'll put you on a plane and send you back to that country. That's right. You walk into America at the southern border from one of about 160 countries that have had some form of representation of individuals illegally entering America, they give you maybe a a notice to appear and you have to show up whenever you settle down somewhere else in the United States at a a court hearing. They're never going to track you down. There's no consequences for not showing up. And they're certainly not saying, sorry, we're actually just going to put you back on a plane or a bus or whatever and send you back. That is not what is happening for people who don't have COVID shots at our southern border, as we all know, it's it's look that they they like the hypocrisy, though. This is one thing you have to remind ourselves of. 
They do it because they can and because they have the power to get away with it. And until we change that, it doesn't change. I want to talk to you about a great company based in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Legacy Box. They digitally transfer your family movies and video uh, from film into digital files, and it lasts forever. Legacy Box makes it super simple to mail in all of your old cassette tapes, camcorders, film reels, pictures, Super 8 film, Betamax, whatever you got. In just a few weeks, they convert it all into perfectly preserved digital files. Legacy Box is the industry leader that has helped well over a million customers safeguard their recorded memories. If you've not yet embarked on this project, you really should check it out. Clay and I have both used Legacy Box in the past. They do amazing work. They've got the gear, the technical expertise, and their pricing is excellent. As much as you think you can do this yourself, it's much more efficient and easy to rely on Legacy Box to do this for you. Trust me. And then you can share the digital files with the whole family. It's as easy as just texting the file, whether it's a photo, video, whatever. You can post it to your social media. You can all enjoy those precious memories now, easily, and forever. Brings back great memories. Kick off the new year by rescuing your family's most cherished memories. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Buck to take advantage of this great offer. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. Play Travis and Buck Sexton. Chalk up a win for Team Reality. We. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret. Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees. That's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. 
you're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. BearCreekArsenal.com slash Buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. We are both returned from Tallahassee, where Clay and I, if you follow us on uh, Instagram, for example, at Clay Travis at Buck Sexton, or uh, saw our tweets, same handles, you'd see that we were having a good time at the inauguration for uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, a big black tie affair. We were on radio during the actual swearing-in ceremony, but we had many friends. Carrie was there. We had many friends uh, of ours who were attending. And then there was a big party last night, and uh, Clay's sartorial choice certainly came up for some degree of discussion in the comments section. Clay and I both always assume that our significant others will just Whenever there's a photo posted, they'll they'll be all the attention, right? That's the eye should be drawn to Lara and the Carrie actually good respectively in right. the photo. Yeah. So we feel like we could just sort of be there, you know, as as blobs on the background or off to the side, and no one's going to notice. But apparently, people somewhat uh, notice because Clay, you you are uh, a, a fellow who I think it's time you get your own tux. I, think I don't that's own where the we tux. Are. I've never owned a tux. And, uh, I had, you know, I ordered, I don't even know how any of this stuff works. I, I got like 8 billion things going. And so I just said, Hey, I got to get a tux. And then women, it seems to me, Buck, know how to order anything online that could. And so I, there, uh, a tux arrived in a box, uh, to my house. I li- literally in a box. I don't even know what the company was that sends tuxes. Uh, my wife was like, Hey, you need to try this tux on. I, you know, put on the tux for t- 30 seconds. I was like, it feels fine. And that was my tux. Literally came to the house in a box. I think I put it back in a box and it, and it leaves the home. I have no idea what it cost. I have no idea who did it. Tux in a box. Uh, if that's not the name of the, the of the company, but I evidently I'm getting lit up for renting a tux, but I, I don't wear a tux that often. And it would take a lot of time. It seems to me to buy a, a tux that is like, uh, that is specially designed for me. Yes. Well, you know, we all you learned a lesson. Tux. We learned a lesson, Clay, about photography from the <laughs> Tommy Laren photo incident with Clay and Buck of uh, 2021 really, in that summer. Really, the issue there was with Dub, uh, who right now is, is evidently sick. He texted me like, oh, I'm so sick. I don't know what he's got, but he's sick right now. And, uh, and, and he, but he took the photo. And he sent it to Tommy and everybody. I didn't even know how bad the he, photo he needed to delete that photo. Posted. You need to delete that photo right away. I'm just going to tell everybody out there: it's important. Okay, <laughs> it's important that you delete your fo- the second you see a photo of yourself that you hate, you delete it. I had a gra- my grandmother, may she rest in peace, a lovely, wonderful woman. She had she would you know back in the days of Polaroids. Oh she, yeah, she said. If someone ever takes a photo of you that you don't like, you rip it up. And she meant actually like Literally rip it in half. It like don't let it exist. You gotta do she was a brilliant lady. She was totally right. Gotta do the same thing with the digital photos. You take a bad digital photo, you gotta get rid of it right away. No I, see, I had a would have ever let that photo go out right if dub is just you know a a normal dude the first our first flaw was allowing him to take a photo to begin with no woman who took the photo of us would have ever allowed it to see but again we thought our friend tommy laren uh, rightfully would just get all the photo attention we're just kind of there we're like the bookends on the library shelf like you're you're reading the books you don't care what the bookends are but if the bookends look like job of the hut apparently you're going to get called out that's all i'm saying we got we got a little bit lit up there but we had a lot of fun last night uh, seeing a lot of our friends, you know, Carol Markets, the New York Post, Dave Rubin from the Rubin Report, uh, Dave Reboy, John Cardilla. I, I can't. You know, there's like dozens and dozens of our people from our uh, our world, shall we say, of conservative media. We did make a late night stop at Whataburger, which, you know, that was I'd never been to a Whataburger before. Oh, yeah. I'd never been to one before. So we showed up. We were the only people in this Whataburger in Tallahassee. We were in black tie and, and obviously gala gowns for the ladies. And uh, we got some shakes, some fries, some burgers. Quite delicious, I have to say. Got it done. Laura, Laura we flew back late last night. And Laura said, uh, and, you know, I, I knew she wasn't joking. There wasn't a lot of food at the uh, 
at the DeSantis inaugural event. You got to eat before you go to a gala. I'm just telling everybody, uh, that's the move. Eat the food you want and then get into your stuff because, you know, you can have a little finger food or whatever, but it's never going to be what you want it to be. That's true. I focus on alcohol. I'm one of those people who, as long as there's alcohol, I don't really notice if the food's there or not. And there was, uh, there was alcohol. We left. You're driving us. And Laura said, Hey, can you get us to the airport? Also, we need to stop at Whataburger on the way. There are photos of this up. It's, you know, 1030 at night. There's literally no one else, 11 o'clock, whatever it was. There's no one else in the entire restaurant. Uh, and your fiance, my wife, super nicely dressed. I thought we were nicely attired in the tuxedos, but evidently the rental tuxedo is the wrong place. What percentage of our audience, Buck, have a tuxedo, own a tuxedo? Everyone, I think I think a lot of people. Ah, it's tough because it, a lot of the a lot of the, da- the the dads in the audience, if they had a you know if they had a wedding, they had to go to for one of their children, right? So if they're of that age, because renting like the tux in a box, let's just say that's what it was, uh, renting a tuxedo, they they rinse you on that usually. A rental tux in like New York City, for example, you're looking at hundred and seventy five, two hundred dollars for the rental, and you can usually buy a tux online. You can get a tux, I don't know, three to five hundred dollars in that range. So, it, you know, if you're if you're going to have it more than once, it's a good idea to have one. But I will say, you know, what's funny about tuxedos? They were considered the uh, the dressed down evening attire uh, among the the English gentry. That yeah, was well, the that's that's my that's my thing on tuxedos. Do you re- do men actually look that much better? Like when somebody says, "Oh, it's a black tie event or whatever," and everybody has to wear a tuxedo, do men look better than wearing normal suits? Like, do you buy into? I, I don't know that I buy into this. I got to say, I'm looking at Car- Carrie. Do we like is black tie better? Is black tie better for men? Do you like the black tie look on men? Some ladies, you know, how some ladies love a guy in uniform, right? All the oh, Marines yeah, and well, Navy that, that, and that Army that guys. I get it. It's kind of right. cool. Right. You wear your dress blues and everyone's like, all the ladies are like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. That's cool. Some ladies think that the tuxedo elevates the male appearance as a general rule. I had a tuxedo as a young CIA officer in DC so that I could just try to get like the standing room tickets to whatever DC events required black tie because all the ladies there were super dressed up. So for me, yeah. it was access to all the ladies in their ball gowns and, uh, and you know, showing people my funky moves on the dance floor. Is, yeah, I still haven't seen those. Is it just primarily the tuxedo for women about eliminating men's ability to screw up what they wear? Because if you are wearing, like, there's nothing to the tuxedo. Every It's, it's interesting right. because every man in a black tie event looks basically the same. We all wear the same thing. And then the women wear all the fancy dresses and they're all the color and sparkle and everything else, glitz and glamour. Is it just about women not trusting men otherwise to dress themselves? No, it's it's tradition, but it does make it a it does make it a lot easier. There but there's greater and greater variation among uh what what people think of as black tie. True black tie actually means the tie is black. Uh, there's also what I was white doing. there's yeah. white tie and tails, which is the more formal the more formal version of what is considered evening wear for men. And, and I'm just going to say this, man. There are few things more uncomfortable for a guy than black tie with a cummerbund and, and the whole, the whole getup. Like it's, it's all wool. It's heavy. I'm not all about it. The ladies get to look all glamorous and they have these light fabrics and these things or whatever, you know. Now, now their feet are killing them. I know the ladies are yelling at us right now because their feet are killing them because of the nice shoes. But at least the dress can be very, you know, they're, I don't know. I think black tie, cause I've been at weddings, Clay, in black tie, outside, in the blazing sun, and it is a form of torture. I'm just going to say it. It is a form of torture. It should not be allowed. It should be against the Geneva Convention. I do well in heat. I will say to your point on shoes, in my entire life, I don't believe I've ever worn an uncomfortable pair of shoes. I think most men are like that, too. Like, the idea that you would wear a pair of shoes that hurts because it looks good with an outfit, I think almost every man out there is like, this is a foreign idea. You wouldn't even comprehend it. There there are some bits of wisdom that people can gather. And we're going to get back to the issues and DeSantis' speech <laughs> no, no, and everything in a second. Right? We're, yeah, yeah, this is the issue right now. There are some things that you can gather as a, as a, a piece of wisdom from this show that will put you in good stead for your whole life. For example, we've said never talk to the FBI, never speak to law it's enforcement true. without a lawyer. Yes. Hard and fast rule, folks. Hard and fast rule, unless it's a traffic stop, and even then be careful what you say. Um, 
wear comfortable shoes. Oh, yeah. uh, honestly, if you get that from this show, you're you're getting a lot of value because people that think that they should go around with their feet hurting all the time, they're missing out on something in life. I'm telling you, missing out. All right, Although, I'm going to I'm going to be a total hypocrite here, Buck. I love high heels on women. And if it oh, makes you them a little Jesse, bit un- I, I, you and Jesse Kelly, you guys are, are barbarians. I, I, on this I love one. high heels on women. So I, I simultaneously can't understand why you would wear shoes that would hurt and also would expect that if you have the choice to wear a great pair of high heels, you would wear them. So I'm a total hypocrite here because I don't ever have to wear them. I mean, I remember back in the day in my youth going on dates in New York City and I, you know, we would finish a drink or something. I'd say, Oh, well, let's go to dinner and it would be three city blocks away, which is the equivalent of, you know, a, a, a fifth of a mile or something. Yeah. And the, the lady would say, well, my feet are killing me. You know, we have to take a, a taxi. And I'd sit there saying, you can't walk three, like, who, how can you have footwear on where you can't walk three blocks? Yeah. Should I fireman carry you? Actually, that's kind <laughs> I've of, I've done that. That's kind of a varsity move. I'm not going to lie. Yes. That's pretty solid. So there are ways. So Clay wore black tie. I wore black tie. There was a big event. Let's get to Governor Ron DeSantis and the speech yesterday. Here he is saying, this will be clip one, that Florida, the sunshine state, is really the freedom state now. Play clip one. Freedom lives here in our great sunshine state of Florida. It lives in the courage of those who patrol the streets and who keep our communities safe. It lives in the industry of those who work long hours to earn a living and raise their families. It lives in the dedication of those who teach our children. It lives in the determination of those who grow our food. It lives in the wisdom of our senior citizens. It lives in the dreams of the historic number of families who have moved from states across this country because they saw Florida as the land of liberty and the land of sanity. Clay, there's no better advertising for the state of Florida than the people from all across the country since 2018 who have moved to the state of Florida under this governor. I I think it's the biggest rise up and dunk on your critics possible response. Because everybody out there, what was the number one criticism of Ron DeSantis from the left wing over the last couple of years? They tried to brand him Death Santis, right? Oh, he's going to kill everybody. This is one that the COVID people just can't respond to. If California and New York and Illinois, if all those left wing bastions handled COVID so well, why did they not gain population? If you or I thought that our families were in risk, and we could move somewhere where they would be safer, we, we would do it. I mean, that's the very foundation of, uh, of of parenting. Certainly I would. Guess what? Everybody moved to my state. Everybody moved to Florida. Everybody moved to Texas. And they left New York, California, Illinois. That's the number one answer that your critics out there, if let's say you're sitting around with somebody and they happen to be a left-winger and they're still arguing about COVID or, or how much better Democrats rule, just ask them. And we've got some data on this. I'll share it with you when we come back. Um, the states that people are moving to are overwhelmingly run by Republicans. If Ron DeSantis was doing such a bad job, why is everybody fleeing those other states and moving into the free states? Uh, and I want to tell you, if one of your goals this year is to save money, and I think a lot of you do have that goal, because let's be honest, things are expensive out there right now. Inflation's not going away. You also may want to support a U.S.-based company when it comes to picking your cell phone and your cell phone plan, and that's why you need Pure Talk. Their service, one of the largest networks in the country, you're going to get blazing fast data, talk, text, for just 30 bucks a month. That's half of what you're paying, I bet, Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Plus, when you make the switch, this is important, you get to keep your same phone and your same phone number. No difficulty there, and you can switch in as fast as 10 minutes. Plus, you get a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it. If you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. You need to support a company who supports you. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, that's dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless from the front lines of truth clay travis and buck sexton 
from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer.